0: last-second deal keeps SkyTrain running. I think it's going to be a fair deal for our members. The late-night bargaining and why there's another labor dispute coming down the tracks.
1: Vancouver's shoplifting epidemic.
2: We're not always going to let the public know because we don't want the thieves to know.
1: Mixed signals from police about how serious the problem is. And flying into the future. <laughs>
0: It looks like a normal airplane, but this one has an electrifying difference.
2: You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6.
1: Good evening and thanks for joining us. A relatively smooth commute today for SkyTrain users. A three-day shutdown was averted after marathon talks between the two sides ended in a last-minute tentative deal.
0: And they reached that deal just minutes before the 5 a.m. deadline. Jennifer Palma has more on the negotiations and the next concern on the horizon. <sighs>
3: 150,000 commuters could ride the rails. SkyTrain workers are not on strike.
4: I was up nice and early to check it out. Were you surprised that they actually settled it? Uh, I'm just glad they did. Otherwise it would
5: have been a long morning. I can drive if I have to. I prefer not to. Um, so I'm very happy that we're back in service and I, I hope they reached a, a good and fair deal.
3: Did you make alternative plans? I did. I did to take the Canada line as far as possible.
5: We are glad to say
0: that we have reached a tentative agreement.
3: After marathon talks that began at 11 in the morning on Monday, QB7000 and BC Rapid Transit Company have hammered out a tentative deal and, that was announced uh, minutes now, before the, the 5 a.m. deadline uh, that would have seen a three-day full-scale TV. shutdown of the Expo and Millennium lines.
0: Bargaining is always a difficult
5: process and, you know, there's a lot of back and forth, but I think overall the process w- was handled okay lots of pressure especially when so many people rely on the expo millennium lines i think what's clear is that everyone wanted to do a deal and that's why you saw 17 hours of negotiation
3: details of the tentative agreement are being kept under wraps but the union says sticking points like wages forced overtime sick time as well as staffing levels were all dealt with
0: there were some challenges um i don't want to elaborate too much on it but uh there were definitely some challenges and we were able to get through them and uh, I think it's going to be a fair deal for our members.
3: TransLink says it's learned a lot from this fall's negotiations between SkyTrain as well as the C-Bus and bus talks.
5: Uh, yes, there has been some job disruption along the way, uh, particularly with the bus system, um, but we've reached agreements and now we can move forward.
3: But can they? The Canada Line contract between Pro Trans BC and BCGEU expires on December 31st And negotiations haven't started. For now, commuters are just happy to have SkyTrain running.
4: I'm glad it's running, obviously. Um, I wouldn't be getting to work without it.
3: The next step in this process is to present the tentative deal to the 900 SkyTrain workers and hold a ratification vote, which should happen in the next couple of weeks. Jennifer
1: Palma, Global News. (laughs) Well, more tonight on a serious incident at a Canada Line station in downtown Vancouver. Last night, the Vancouver Fire Department rescued a man who drove his mobility scooter through the elevator door at the Yaletown Roundhouse station. He then fell 30 feet and landed on top of the elevator car, amazingly suffering only minor injuries.
5: I don't know as, uh, as far as the, uh, the mechanics of the elevator or what would cause the doors to open. All that I know is that, uh, that he hit those doors with his scooter and the doors um, in some manner opened, uh, causing him to um, drive directly into the elevator shaft.
1: Technical Safety BC confirms the incident is currently under investigation and more information will be provided when that investigation is complete
0: vancouver police are changing their tune tonight when it comes to the epidemic of shoplifting in the city global news has covered the outcry from businesses saying the violence is getting worse when first asked about the issue vpd indicated it wasn't
2: a problem but as jordan armstrong explains that changed today vancouver police are admitting what global bc viewers have known for two weeks violent shoplifting is a problem. It is an issue which we're trying to deal with. But that's not what the department told the public on November
6: 28th. Vancouver Police haven't noticed an increase uh, of thefts downtown.
2: Now they've revealed that not only was downtown theft on the radar then, but a special VPD task force was at work and apparently did well. Last month, the Vancouver Police Department completed a special three-week project targeting shoplifters in downtown Vancouver, which... Subsequently, had 25 arrests. And there have been more recent arrests elsewhere in Vancouver. Sunday, a security guard at Lululemon in Kitsilano was threatened with bear spray. Two people are accused of theft and weapons offenses. Two days earlier, another guard was threatened, this time at Knife Point at a liquor store on Commercial Drive. A 20-year-old man is facing charges.
7: Well, we're very happy that the police are putting some focus on uh, recent property crime and we also need Crown and the courts to deal with these really chronic violent offenders as well.
2: A concern his organization first brought to the BC government's attention two years ago. As for Vancouver police, the department says undercover officers will continue to patrol theft hotspots this month. But why did it take videos like this? And stories like this. Our staff just approached him to say, listen, put it back. And he pulled the tire iron. For VPD to publicly acknowledge the city has a problem. We're not always going to let the public know because we don't want the thieves to know. But don't you want the public and businesses to know that you're on this? You left the public and businesses with the impression that you were behind the eight ball on this. I don't think that we'd let the public know that we're behind the eight ball on anything. Jordan Armstrong, Global News.
1: Well, the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team is appealing for information in the 2018 murder of Bradley Klein. Klein was found dead inside a coach house on a property in Surrey one year ago this month. Police say the 26-year-old's injuries were consistent with foul play. And while they don't believe his death to be random, they say Klein was not linked to any gangs. Investigators say a number of suspects have been identified.
6: Uh, Some of these individuals uh, may be here in the Lower Mainland area, uh, but some may be in the Edmonton area of Alberta. Ahit's message to them is this. As you can see from today, we haven't forgotten about Bradley Klein. And we certainly haven't forgotten about you. We're asking you today to do the right thing and come forward.
0: With mounting concerns about the homeless tent city at Oppenheimer Park, the Vancouver Park Board says it now has a decampment plan in place. And while an injunction to clear the park is on the table, Paul Johnson explains why it's unlikely to happen anytime soon.
8: Last night, the park board met and passed a resolution regarding Oppenheimer Park.
7: It was a surprise announcement coming after a series of disturbing reports from the homeless camp in Oppenheimer Park. Two fires, the discovery of propane tanks, barbecues, and even an attempt by someone to tap into an underground power cable to run an electric heater.
8: What we're asking is now a third party.
7: But it won't happen right away. First, the park board wants to hire an outside consultant to advise them on how to do it. They want the campers to leave voluntarily and only when acceptable shelter space is available. And they want it all to be done in accordance with the principles of First Nations reconciliation.
8: This is all part of our truth-telling in looking at our history and the colonial uh, relationship with our First Nations
7: so how long is that expected to take? The park board says it doesn't have a concrete timeline and expects the camp to remain for months. It's a, a move in the right direction. Charles Gosier runs the Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association. He's concerned about the camp's drain on police resources and says more could be done to bring in quicker solutions like the hard-shell tents that have been set up in San Diego. We're still concerned about The length of time it will take to get a resolution to this issue. While the strategy is changing, it's going to be another dangerous winter in Oppenheimer Park. In Vancouver, Paul Johnson, Global News. Meantime, Vancouver City Council has
0: deferred voting on a budget that includes a big tax hike. The proposed 8.2% property tax increase would be the largest in at least a decade. Council will reconvene tomorrow to go over possible alternatives, including a 5 6 or 7% increase instead, as well as the risks or impacts of each proposed hike. A vote is expected next Tuesday.
1: A ruptured water main has caused significant damage in a Surrey neighborhood. Check out this shot from Global One. You can see the scope of the flooding forcing the closure of streets in the area of 132nd Street and 96th Avenue. Residents say the water was knee-deep in places. The city says there is no obvious reason for the break, and they're continuing to investigate what caused the rupture.
9: We are still under construction, this house. This house was badly affected. So I don't know, city people are not taken care of or something went wrong, why this water was not shut off for about two hours. Two to two and a half hours were running, right from 5.30 to almost 7.30 or 8 o'clock.
1: The city is advising affected residents to contact them with any questions or concerns.
0: Shovels are already in the ground for the Trans Mountain Pipeline Expansion Project, but there are questions about how much it's really going to cost. The federal government paid millions for it, but exactly how much is up for debate. Richard
8: Zussman reports on a petition
0: to get to the truth.
6: Trans Mountain's parent
8: company is... They may not support the Trans Mountain Pipeline, but these environmental and First Nations groups are now part-owners of the project, and they want something from the Prime Minister. We're here today to call on the federal government to release the true construction costs for the Trans Mountain Pipeline. The Dogwood Initiative, Stand.Earth, and the Union of B.C. Indian Chiefs teaming up in a campaign to push to find out how much expanding the pipeline will cost taxpayers. When the federal government bought the pipeline, estimates for the expansion were around $9.4 billion. It is, in fact,
5: harder to get up-to-date, accurate financial information about this project than when it was owned by Kinder Morgan.
7: Anyway, uh...
8: The calls come on the same day Prime Minister Justin Trudeau met with Alberta Premier Jason Kenney in Ottawa. The pipeline's future, minus the price tag, a central part of the meeting.
10: Uh, we've uh, begun construction of the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion which is of course extremely important to getting resources to new markets.
8: Advocates against the project arguing the money being put into getting those resources to market could be much better spent elsewhere.
6: We could be building affordable homes in our big cities. We could be funding schools and transit and hospitals. And we could be funding clean energy and renewables right now.
8: But Premier Kenny, always quick to point out the potential profits from moving additional bitumen to the coast, plus the jobs, is worth more pushing Trudeau to get the project done as quickly as possible. And I made uh, the case for action uh, by the federal government as strongly as I could. But all these groups and many other British Columbians want to know is how much that action will cost them. Richard Zussman, Global News, Victoria.
1: The B.C. government is changing exemptions to its speculation and empty homes tax. More than 99% of British Columbians will remain exempt, but the tax will go up 2% in its second year for foreign owners and satellite families. The speculation tax was introduced in 2018. For Canadian owners, it means an annual rate of 0.5% on the assessed value of secondary homes that aren't rented out every year. But one area of concern, cabins only accessible by water will no longer be taxed. So along with
6: our 30-point plan, this tax is working and we're going to continue to monitor it and look for improvements if they need to occur.
2: It's bittersweet and that was one of the main uh, group of people I was trying to protect from the speculation tax. Uh, But there are others who have remained not exempted, remain liable for payments. So I'm happy in some regards and disappointed in others.
1: And Carol James has also announced the speculation tax exemption for strata properties, where rentals are banned, will end December 31st of 2021. Scene from the Grinch who stole Christmas. A woman does her best to take a tree that's not hers. Wait till you see what happens next, coming up on the News Hour.
0: And nature is amazing, isn't it? The incredible sight in the skies over England, coming up later.
1: Right now, though, a local aviation company just accomplished something no other commercial airline ever has, proving electric power is not only possible, but in many ways preferable to gas-powered flight.
0: Nadia Stewart was there for the maiden flight of an aircraft that its creators say will usher in the new electric aviation age.
6: wasn't for the noise of the helicopter flying alongside the aircraft, it would have been a fairly quiet maiden voyage, one 11 months in the making that couldn't have come soon enough.
5: If uh, all the other operators around here don't pick up the electric plane, they'll probably be out of business in two, two decades, I bet.
6: Harbour Air and Magniac teamed up to retrofit a Beaver Seaplane, now equipped with a 750 horsepower, all-electric Magna 500 propulsion system. The e-plane is the first of its kind.
4: That flight was just like flying a beaver, but it was a beaver on electric steroids.
6: A zero-emission flight with performance that far exceeds the 62-year-old piston engine.
4: Normally in a, in a piston beaver with the same load, in that kind of tailwind, I probably would have disappeared down the river before I would have been airborne.
6: The electric prototype only flew about 10 miles Tuesday morning, but the e-plane could easily fly up to 100 miles, perfect for short trips in small communities where cost is a factor for larger airlines and aircrafts.
5: Fuel is way more expensive than electricity. Uh, Maintenance on internal combustion engines is significant compared to electric, which is close to nothing.
6: Experts say this is a big step for aviation, though no one is keeping an eye on the sky for electric motors on long-haul flights just yet. Barring any breakthrough, real battery breakthrough, uh, I suspect not.
4: I would never say never, uh, but I suspect not. What you will start to see, though, are hybrid, uh, h- hybrid systems.
6: It will be at least two years before the world's first electric beaver will be cleared for takeoff with passengers. For now, the pilot is the only one on board while they seek Transport Canada's approval. Nadia Stewart, Global News. A B.C. man suffering
0: from stage 4 colon cancer is pleading with the Canadian government to let him see his wife.
1: She has been denied re-entry into Canada after visiting her home country of St. Lucia. As Aaron MacArthur reports, the couple say they misunderstood Canada's immigration rules. Hello. Hi, how are you?
11: I'm all right.
1: This is as close as Trevor Butler
5: can get to his wife Marie. Married for 12 years, the couple have been apart for the last two years. Her immigration status prevented her from returning home after a trip to her native St. Lucia to visit family.
4: I'd like to see her back here, first of all. That would be the main thing.
5: Over the course of the last two years, the couple has hired a lawyer to get the necessary paperwork together so she can apply for her spousal permanent residency. But while that drags on, the need to get Marie back home became much more urgent. Trevor was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer.
11: It's, it's painful. I, I can't tell you the amount of times. The nights I stayed awake just um, wondering what's happening with him. The, the, the nights I actually cried myself to sleep.
5: Twice now, her application for a temporary visa has been refused. Immigration officials say she already overstayed her first visa for the country and she is likely not to leave Canada.
4: It's really frustrating because I've been, I've been fighting that for almost two years now, you know, trying to get it through, and, and it's just not going.
5: Butler's surgeon has written a letter to the immigration minister and friends have contacted the prime minister's office. But so far, there has been no sign of compassion from anyone at the federal government level.
7: There is an option for immigration to allow someone to come uh, on humanitarian grounds. There is an option for them to speed up the processing.
5: Immigration Canada is aware of this file, but because of privacy concerns, will not provide any information. Meanwhile, Butler just wants to spend whatever time he has left with the love of his life.
11: Stay
5: positive. Keep your spirits up. Okay? Aaron. Aaron MacArthur. Global news.
1: Well, the problem of phony online rental listings involving apartments, houses, and vacation properties is still a major concern.
0: The Better Business Bureau has just released an investigative report saying too many people are still falling victim. With more on that and how to protect yourself, let's bring in our Consumer Matters reporter, Andrew. This is a big problem still.
9: Yeah, and this scam is so widespread. Thanks for that, Chris. The numbers are concerning. The Better Business Bureau says over the past three to four years alone, more than five million people in North America have fallen for this scam. Many of these fake listings continue to pop up on free classified online sites like Craigslist, Kijiji and Facebook Marketplace. When Marianne Bruce went searching for a place to house sit on Vancouver Island, she found what she thought was an attractive online ad on Craigslist. An executive home with spectacular views. At $1,000, the price seemed right. She reached out to the owner.
12: We made an agreement and he said, if you send me a deposit, um, I'll send you... The keys, courier the keys, because we're you know transferring to Edmonton. We want someone to look at our home.
9: She e-transferred a $1,000 deposit, but the keys never came. What's worse, she made a shocking discovery on Kijiji.
12: And I realized that the same ad was in Kijiji, for 4,700 that this fellow had duplicated the ad.
9: After confirming with the actual owner of the home, Marianne realized she'd been scammed. The ad she had responded to on Craigslist was fake. She contacted her bank and filed a police report. Marianne is not alone. According to a recent report by the Better Business Bureau, the number of prospective renters falling for an online rental scam is staggering. The number of scams are so far-reaching that almost 50% of persons looking for something to rent online are likely to encounter a rental scam. The BBB says on average, victims reported losing approximately $530, while one-third of victims lost over $1,000. And 42% of all complaints were submitted by persons between the ages of 19 and 29. So, how to protect yourself? Know the market price for rentals. Meet the owner and landlord in person. Inspect the property in person. And never wire funds through MoneyGram or Western Union or make a payment via gift card. Once the money is gone, it's gone forever. And so it's, it's pretty much impossible to get your payment back. As for Marianne, she says she'll be wary of online classified ads in the future.
6: It's kind of school of hard knocks, lesson learned.
9: Now, as for legitimate landlords and homeowners who are looking to rent out their property, the Better Business Bureau suggests putting a watermark on your photos so that if they're duplicated or stolen, it will be clear they're not original pictures. And we also have more tips on our website. And if you have a consumer issue for me, you can email me at globalnews.ca.
11: All
1: right. Thanks for that, Ann
0: another stellar holiday light show is dazzling the public on the north shore
1: meteorologist christy gordon is live at the
12: canyon lights at capilano suspension bridge park christy thanks so much you too. yes this is one of my favorite holiday events i love being out in the fresh air in the capilano canyon area in amongst trees i want to introduce you to stacy challah she's the communications manager here stacy um Over a million lights, 15 years running, a very successful program for people that haven't been here. What can they expect? Yes, Canyon Lights really has become a family tradition for so many. It's a great time of year. It's on until January 26th. Visitors can come and cross the suspension bridge. It's beautifully illuminated. The river below is even glowing. And as you enter the West Coast rainforest, we have Treetops Adventure Mm -hmm. with eight of the tallest world's living Christmas trees, all illuminated up to about 200, 250 feet tall and then we also have Cliffwalk and it's got a new feature with a Arc delumina this year that's a light tunnel. I have yet to check that one out but I will do that right afterwards thank you so much Stacey yeah, so it is a lot of fun down here it's open from 11 till 9 right through until January 26 so there's plenty of time to come down. It's open every day except for Christmas Day it's closed and if you want tickets you can go to catbridge.com or just come here and get tickets thanks Stacy. Mm-hmm. Alright guys back to you. Thanks Christy
2: The House Committee on the Judiciary is introducing two articles of impeachment charging the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, with committing high crimes and misdemeanors. Another
0: historic day in Washington, D.C., as Donald Trump is officially charged with abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Today's announcement sets in motion a series of events that could lead to an impeachment trial in the Senate early next year.
1: Plenty of time for the Republicans and Democrats to try the case against the president in the
13: court of public opinion. A moment months in the making for just the fourth time in U.S. history.
2: The House Committee on the Judiciary is introducing two articles of impeachment charging the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, with committing high crimes and misdemeanors.
13: The first article introduced by House Democrats, abuse of power, charging the president with dangling a White House meeting and military aid money to Ukraine in exchange for its leaders publicly announcing investigations that would benefit his reelection. The second article, obstruction of Congress for blocking testimony from key administration officials in what Democrats describe as unprecedented, categorical and indiscriminate defiance. They say the time to act is now.
11: If we did not hold him accountable, he would continue to undermine our election.
13: President Trump defending himself late tonight. Do you believe that your impeachment is inevitable, sir? Well, I think the
7: Democrats, I can't imagine they vote for it because we did nothing wrong. I think it's a disgrace that people
13: can make impeachment out of nothing. That was a perfect conversation. The president's allies argue the Democrats' case is based on hearsay.
0: When you have abuse of power, which is
8: an amorphous topic, they can be anything they want it to be. There's just wafer-thin evidence for this. Speaker Pelosi, Adam Schiff, and her counterparts have been abusing the power of impeachment because they're afraid Donald Trump will get reelected on his
13: own. Today's announcement sets up a House vote to impeach the president as soon as next week. And with Democrats in the majority, it's expected to pass along party lines. But that does not mean the president would be removed from his job. Two-thirds of senators would have to approve that after a trial next month. And with supportive Republicans in control there, the president's almost certain to stay in office. In New Jersey today, the
1: streets of Jersey City became a war zone during a furious gun battle between police officers and gunmen.
0: When it was over, six people were dead, including a police officer and three innocent bystanders.
11: Police moving in towards a supermarket as a horror unfolds on a residential block in Jersey City. Moments earlier, a hail of gunfire, a shootout between police and suspects holed up inside the building. Tonight, authorities say at least one police officer and three people were killed inside the supermarket, along with two suspects.
2: We entered the building about 10 minutes ago. There are multiple deceased inside the building.
11: Senior law enforcement officials tell WNBC it began this afternoon. The suspects shot the officer as he approached them in a cemetery to question them as part of a murder investigation. The suspects then fleeing to the store, sparking the standoff.
10: I was worried about a stray bullet coming in and hit me and all. You know, it was that so, much gunfire. That much gun, I told you.
11: Local schools were placed in lockdown. <laughs> Witnesses say for more than an hour, exchanges of gunfire could be heard between police and the gunmen. I saw two people came out of a Yule truck across the street and they and they ran and they shoot before they went in into the store. This has became like a war zone. Tonight, police are identifying the slain officer as Detective Joseph Seals, a 39-year-old married father of five.
1: Chile's defense minister says no effort will be spared to find a military plane that disappeared on its way to Antarctica with 38 people on board. More than a dozen planes, two ships and three satellites are involved in the search for the Chilean Air Force transport plane, which took off yesterday on a flight to a Chilean base in Antarctica. The sea between the southern tip of South America and Antarctica is infamous for severe weather, but Chilean officials say conditions were good when the plane took off. It appears the plane did not send out an alert before it disappeared. Caught on
0: video, a scary experience for four American tourists. Their plane had a problem with its landing gear. And it came into an airport in Costa Rica for an emergency landing. The tires blew and the landing gear collapsed on touchdown and the plane slid several meters down the runway before skidding to a stop. Emergency crews were waiting, but the people on board walked away. The plane, of course, was a little worse for wear.
1: Well, the female half of one of the most successful pop duos of the 80s and 90s has died. Marie Fredriksson of the Swedish pop duo Roxette has died at the age of 61. Her agent says she died from the consequences of a long illness. Fredrickson formed Roxette with Per Gessel in 1986. The two had a number of hits, including The Look and Joyride. They sold 80 million records worldwide.
0: In Health Matters Tonight, a new study suggests children who have a higher body mass index, or BMI, might have changes in their brain structure. University of Vermont looked at MRIs from more than 3,000 9- and 10-year-olds They found that those with higher BMI were more likely to have less volume in the region of the brain that impacts the ability to plan and to control impulses. They also scored lower on cognitive tests. The scientists say the results do not show whether obesity causes the changes or if the changes lead to the weight gain. Tillawak resident Rob Ayetzi's security cameras capture an unusual variation on Christmas tree shopping at about two o'clock this morning. Someone tearing out part of his neighbor's hedge. It might have been the perfect crime had an RCMP cruiser not passed by at exactly the same time. The officers turn around and confront the thief who, for some reason, denies everything. Obviously unconvinced, the officers load the thief and, apparently, the tree into the cruiser. Chilliwack RCMP say they don't have any reports of vandalism or theft related to the video, and at this point, they haven't spoken to the officers involved.
1: <laughs> Strange. <laughs> so on. Well, there is no other site quite like it. After the forecast, a murmuration puts on a show in the UK. We're learning a new word today. That's right, it's a
0: massive murmuration. um, I'm not even gonna try.
1: (laughs) All right, let's move on to Canyon Lights. That's where our Christy Gordon is. A murmuration of
12: meteorologists?
0: Yeah, maybe, (laughs) we know there's at least one there.
12: (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) exactly, not quite the amazing murmuration. Uh, You guys, you know, I know maybe some people at home are thinking I'm too scared to go across the actual bridge here. Not to worry. There's still lots to do here at Canyon Lights, a ton of lights on the one side, as well as a beautiful new restaurant and snack bars and live music. So you don't need to go across the bridge. Although I do advise you to go across the bridge because that's where the treetop adventure is. Lots of fog this morning. I heard the fog horn all last night. Beautiful shot uh, from Mission there. Oh, I skipped past it there for you. Beautiful shot. Uh, from above Mission and uh, you're showing that fog. Now, we have another band of rain that's going to move in tomorrow. The rain we saw today is really light. Tomorrow, though, that won't be the case. You can see from this, by the afternoon hours, we are expecting more significant rain, more potent system this one is. And it is also going to bring in gusty conditions. So gusts, 40 to uh, 50 kilometers an hour. So here's how much rainfall we could see from this next band. Uh, likely up to about 20 or 30 millimeters by Thursday morning. And then the wind as well. Most of the strong winds out of the southeast in through the Strait of Georgia but we'll still see the gusts into the Metro Vancouver region. Across the north coast, you'll see periods of rain, light snow in through the northeast, flurries from the central interior through the Columbia and the Kootenai region, dry in through the Okanagan Valley, and for our region, we'll see the rain develop uh, in the afternoon. Vancouver Island, will see it earlier. Uh, We will see wind and rain on Thursday. Also, just a chance of showers on Friday. We're back to sunshine, though, it looks like, just in time for the weekend, though. Uh, Perfect timing for anyone at home to come and check things out down here. As I mentioned, I really urge you to go and get across Cross to the other side. That's a beautiful walk all along the trees, and you get right up into the treetops. It's lots of fun. Just don't look down. Back to you.
0: Just don't look down. That's it. Straight That's right. Ahead. I, I got a feeling ahead. it's just going to be you and me. Squire's <laughs> not going. Christy's not going.
1: Oh, Christy would do it. <laughs> Caught on video and posted on social media, one of Mother Nature's most spectacular natural phenomena. That's
0: right. It's a giant flock of starlings flying in formation in what's called a, yes, a murmuration Thousands of starlings are known to fly this way in places they inhabit. In some cases, formations of up to a million starlings can nearly block out the sun. These aerial spectacles are often a case of self-defense. The starlings' movements are their way of putting distance between them and a nearby predator, such as a falcon. How do they do it without crashing into each other? Well, there are a lot of theories and scientific advancements that have studied that, but the fact is no one really knows for
1: sure we have got a good choreographer.
10: Beautiful. Good practice. Yeah. All, All right. right, Squire, big game tonight. Oh, I know. This is when Least Nation comes out mm-hmm. of hiding and fills half the arena. There will be two winners at tonight's hockey game one of the hockey teams mm-hmm.
0: and the 50 50 ticket holder because there's a massive 50 50 500 ticket.
10: grand. 500 grand you could take home. 500 grand guaranteed. You can buy it inside the rink or you can buy it online. I think someone at this desk has a ticket. I think you're right. (laughs) They come out once a year. The one night they feel safe to show their true colours, which are blue and white. Tonight is the night of the local Toronto Maple Leaf fans who make Rogers Arena sound like it could be just as easily in Mississauga as it is downtown Vancouver. The players on both teams certainly notice when this happens. The visitors, of course, love it. The home team, not so much, but the visitors love it.
1: Uh, Least fans everywhere. So I think that's uh, you know feel pretty fortunate for that. Obviously, when you step into a road building, and um, you know there there are some loud fans there. They're cheering loud. You don't really know who scores the who's scoring the goal if, unless you hear the the buzzer sound.
8: Down
5: Yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan when the, the, the other team comes in with their fans. Like Usually like that kind of uh, fire me up, so hopefully, uh, hopefully i keep going.
10: <laughs> Someone's kicking a Dave Keon uniform there. Okay, during the summer, while well, everyone was debating how much the Canucks paid for JT Miller and the signing of Tyler Myers, not a lot was said about defenseman Oscar Fantenberg. But if you mentioned his name around Jim Benning or Travis Green, they lit up. They thought they had got a very inexpensive piece that will help more than most people think. And so far that's been the case as Fantenberg is doing what they thought he could do. Seamlessly step in as a replacement. Jake Bertanen
5: back to the line. Fantenberg a long shot.
10: With Alex
4: Edler injured, Oscar Fantenberg is looking like a decent insurance policy for the Vancouver Canucks. Signed in the offseason for 850 grand is logging just under 15 minutes of quality ice time on the Canucks' blue line. He's just a solid defenseman.
0: I think he's filled in nicely. I think his game's progressing. Um, you know, it reminds me a little bit of Ben. Same kind of type of players. Uh, heavy bodies. They, they like to defend. Take it personally. And uh,
4: I think the more he plays, probably the better he'll get. Behind the net of Markstrom, Fantenberg back to it, was hammered by two senators behind the net. Fantenberg's preseason didn't go according to plan. He suffered a concussion and spent the month of October on the injured reserve list. Fast forward a couple of months, and he doesn't look out of place paired alongside Troy Stetcher. I Many of us are a little bit scared. If something happened with your head, you never know what the recovery's recovery is going to be like. But uh, obviously, when something happened with your head, you never know how long it's going to take.
8: He's come in, he's played really well. does um, hasn't tried to do anything too special. It's hard on Puck, simple. and. Talks pretty loud, so um, I feel like the two of us are going along pretty well out there and try to make things happen.
10: All right, today the Dallas Stars shocked everyone when they fired head coach Jim Montgomery for something they won't talk about. All they will say is they were made aware of something he had done which was considered unprofessional. The players were surprised, so that would tell you it had nothing to do with anything between him or members of the Stars. The new assistant, or the old assistant coach, Rick Bonus, is the new head coach.
4: It is an honor and a privilege to work in in the NHL, and there's a standard that we are all held accountable to as an employee of the Dallas Stars organization. This decision was not, I repeat, was not based on on on-ice performance, and there's no connection to any past or present players.
10: The city of Halifax moved closer to getting a CFL expansion franchise because the city approved conditional funding of a CFL stadium. Now the potential owners can go with that and look for a location and they can lobby the provincial government for extra funds. If everything goes well, they'll be able to go back to Halifax City Council next June and if that goes well, they can start building a stadium. And if that goes well, you could have a 10th CFL team in Halifax in 2023. Take
0: Long care. road trip for the Lions I'm who get all the way out there. I was thinking
1: about
10: that. All right, thanks,
9: Squire.
0: Here's Andrew, and now the preview of Global News at 11. Ann,
9: Thanks, Chris. could an end to the forestry strike be imminent after a more than five-month labor dispute? Western Forest Products and the United Steelworkers Union will be meeting with two independent mediators, including Vince Reddy, this week. And with the SkyTrain strike averted, we'll take a look back at a major milestone on the Expo line when the first train rolled out on the track and why it was considered revolutionary. Those stories and more when you join us tonight at 11 o'clock. Chris, Sophie. What a moment.
12: Here's your snow report for this evening. No new snow across the South Coast Mountains, but that will likely change as snow has been falling throughout the day to Sasquatch will open on December 21st. Now Manning Park is still waiting to find a date. Revelstoke, no new snow. Same for Fernie and Kicking Horse, but good solid bases for this time of year. Big White, Silver Star, Sun Peaks and Apex, also no new snow, but they'll be getting some in the next 24 hours. Mount Washington still waiting to find a date. White Water, one centimeter. Red Mountain opens on Thursday and Powder King has 150 base. Coming up on ET Canada, the new Hollywood backlash over the Golden Globe nominations, plus Ryan Reynolds in Brazil, Chewbacca in Toronto, and Vanna White. That girl's making history. It's all coming up at 7 right after the news hour. For now, it's back to you, Chris and Sophie. Thank you, Cheryl. Cheryl looks like she's going to a Christmas
1: party right now. Yeah, sparkly. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) at the Christmas party of a Baltimore company, employees were handed mysterious red envelopes. Yeah, when they were finally
0: told to open them, they discovered, in many cases, a life-changing surprise.
4: At the holiday party for St. John Properties in Baltimore, employees were handed envelopes like the ones you see at the Oscars. And now you can open your red envelope. But this was no movie. This was their bonus.
9: I'm so happy. Just thank them from the bottom of my heart.
4: In all, the real estate development company is handing out $10 million shared by 198 employees. The amount received is based on tenure, with bonuses ranging from $100 to $270,000. The average payout is
10: $50,000. I'm definitely going to pay it forward. Definitely, I have to. You don't get a gift like that and not share it. Scott Connolly has
4: been a maintenance technician at St. John for 29 years.
11: I keep thinking about it.
0: It's like winning the lottery a little bit. It's something that you never expected.
4: Executives say this was a way to celebrate reaching a major company goal. We heard things such as, I'm buying a new Corvette, Uh, I'm debt-free finally for the first time in my life. It literally brought tears to our eyes. A real estate company making a real difference joe fryer nbc news
1: wow that's a good company to work for <laughs> business
0: is
4: good in baltimore
0: i guess right now okay should we check back in with all those lights and uh okay christy yeah would you walk across that thing or you wouldn't <laughs> don't feel bad if you oh, say absolutely no absolutely, i would okay so you're I've done not afraid it many of heights. many times okay good
12: no, no 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 not at all but I know some fun. are my little guy is and that's okay but I really urge you to get on the other sides because it's so much fun it is starting to rain a little bit here right now but uh, not too bad we're all Vancouverites here we can get be used to mm-hmm. the rain so you can still come down and we still have a great weekend in store for us with some sunshine so maybe that's a good time for everyone what all right guys back to, to you about if we didn't have the rain
0: after Th- all that's right
12: Okay. That's right. Thank you, Christy.
1: There's
0: no bad weather, just inappropriate clothing, as Christy (laughs) likes to say. Thanks very much for watching, everybody. Have a good night.
1: Good night, all.